So we have this verse in Matthew where Jesus is explaining to us that we aren't supposed to be judging. But then we also have all of these other instructions about our responsibility to exhort, encourage, and correct. So this can't simply mean that we're supposed to live and let live. But how do we reconcile these two, these two things that we're supposed to be doing? And I think the reconciliation for things like this always comes back to the heart because it's never a question of the law. It's not about the duties or the tasks that we're supposed to do, the way that we're supposed to live and the actions we're supposed to take. It's about the heart of the matter and where is our heart in the process? We'll explore it together today. Hi, I'm Joseph Walter and this is Loving Theology. So we're in a series talking about Jesus's passage from the Sermon on the Mount where he's telling us about judgment. And he's telling us not to judge one another. And last time in the series, we left off with this verse in Matthew 7. Out of verse 5, it said, First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. When we first read this portion of the chapter, when we first read this portion of the Sermon on the Mount, we started out with Jesus' instruction to us to not judge. And that left us with the question of, does that mean that we're simply supposed to live and let live? And I think that this instruction in Matthew 7-5 5, tells us a definitive no that we are not supposed to simply live and let live. That while we aren't supposed to be judging one another for the place that we're at, the sins that we have, or any of that, we aren't supposed to leave one another in it either. You see, we aren't called to judge one another. That's not our place. But we are called to help. But how do we do that? And what does that really look like? How do we help one another? And how do we do it in a way that isn't judgmental? Now, in order to help, in order to help our brother see more clearly and take that speck out of their eye, we have to start with what Jesus told us to start with, which is taking the log out of our own eye. Now, as, as we explored last week, we saw exactly how we do that. How do we take that log out of our own eye? But what we didn't explore is why does that help us see clearly? Now, of course, you can see it in the analogy, right? I mean, if you've got a log in your eye, of course, you're going to see more clearly whenever you take it out. But this is just an analogy. So what is Jesus getting at here? What is he trying to show us that as we take sin out of our lives, as we ask God to help us see the sin in our own eyes and take that sin away from us, how does that help us to see more clearly so that we can help? And I think that it makes perfect sense whenever you really think about it, because whenever we're struggling with sin, or, or even maybe more to the point, whenever we're struggling with the same sin that somebody else is going through, it twists our perspective, it clouds our perspective, and it twists our heart motivation in helping them with it. It takes us from not actually really wanting to help them with it to simply wanting to judge them for being in it. And this, this example ought to be pretty good because I, I do this all the time and I imagine a lot of us do. Maybe, you know, you get into a discussion with your spouse or with a friend or with anybody and, you know, they confront you on something and they say, hey, you know, maybe, maybe they're confronting you on being harsh. Um, they say, hey, you know, I feel like, you know, you're, you're kind of a, being a little bit harsh here. Um, I feel like, you know, you're really being inconsiderate um, of my feelings in this process, whatever it is. So often in that situation, our innate reaction, our innate response, the thought that first crosses our mind is, yeah, well, you're not being considerate of my feelings either. There's so many times where you do that to me. And so, so often maybe we'll just blurt that out. We'll say, well, you know, you, you're, you're harsh with me too. You do the exact same things. You're insensitive as well. You're doing exactly what you're telling me not to do. But in that moment, whenever you bring that up, whenever you say, well, you're being harsh as well, are we actually trying to help them? 
are we actually trying to help them see the fact that they can be insensitive at times? Is that really the reason why we're bringing that up? No. The reason that we're bringing it up is to defend ourselves. The reason that we're bringing it up is to basically put them down a little bit, to try to humble them and bring them down to our level and say, you don't have any room to talk. You don't have any room to judge me. So in that moment, we aren't trying to actually help them. Our heart motivation there is more about defending ourselves from the fact that we have that sin in our own lives. So you see, whenever we have that log in our eye, we can't see clearly. Maybe we can, maybe we can sort of fuzzily make out you know, this blurry image of the fact that, hey, I think there's something in their eye too. But there's no way that we can see it clearly enough to really understand why is that speck there? Why is that there? Why do they do those things? And also that we actually have a heart motivation and a desire to help them take it out. Like, how can I really help them with this? I see where that's hurting them. That's not really the heart. See, when we have that sin in our own life, it takes us from not really wanting to help others to simply wanting to pass judgment. And as we remove that log from our eye, as we take that sin away, then we're able to see more clearly and to have the right heart motivation behind it of not simply wanting to pass judgment, but wanting to actually help them with something that we know is hurting them. Now, how do we actually do this though? How do we actually see clearly? What does that really look like? Now, last time when we talked about this, we talked about removing the log from our eye, and what we saw was that we needed to rely on God's judgment. That God alone had a clear perspective on things to where we could see the log in our own eye. So let's, let's think about this. We needed God's help to be able to see the log, which is huge, something huge, in our own eye, right next to us, in us. We needed his help to see that clearly. How much more so then? Do we need his judgment and his clarity to see the speck that's in our brother's eye? There's a reason that Jesus walks it through with this language, with this picture, so that we can see how much we need his help, not just in removing the log from our own eye, but in helping to take the speck out of our brother's. So what I'm saying here is that whenever we're taking the speck out of our brother's eye, we're not using our own judgment. We're not using our own sight. We're relying on God's. And so in this way, what Jesus said here in verse 5 about helping to take the speck out of our brother's eye is consistent with what he said in verse 1 about not judging others. Because we aren't relying on our own judgment. We're looking to God for his discernment, for his judgment. Because he is the only one who can see this clearly. And this is meant to be that conversation with God where you ask God, how do you see them? How do you see this struggle for them? How do you see why they're doing this and, and what they're doing. God, I don't really fully understand where they're coming from whenever they do that. How do you see it? And the reason that we ask that question is so that we can be motivated and moved by compassion. And that compassion isn't meant to simply be passive, something where we can sort of understand and have pity on them and be a little bit more patient. Yes, yes, that's there too. But it's also so that we can move past that and help them to remove the speck from their eye. But in a way that is actually helpful to them actually has a heart and a desire behind it of understanding the pain that it causes them and wanting to truly help them with it and relying on God to be able to do so. But as you have that conversation with God, one of the hard parts is actually hearing his voice in the process. So we have another series that we've, where we talk about that, where we talk about how do we have a conversation with God, that God actually does want to talk with us, just like a man speaks to his friend, that God wants to have that kind of active dialogue with us. But how do we do that? How do we engage God in that way? So we've got another series that I'll call Talking With God, and I'll put a link for that playlist below in case you wanna watch it 
and check that out a little bit. Now what we've seen here is that the process of taking the log out of our own eye teaches us things about how we can help to take the speck out of our brother's eye. And there's more to that. You see, in, in the process of taking the log out of our own eye, there's a lot of struggle there. So often we end up putting that log right back in, right after we take it out. What I mean is that so often we, we face these sin patterns in our lives, and as we struggle to come out of them, we end up slipping and falling right back into them. And the way that we break that cycle is through faith, through belief. What I mean is that whenever we begin to believe and begin to see the harm that that sin does to us and the way that it is killing us, that's the only way that we really start to break out of that sin pattern. Because breaking the pattern of sin in our lives isn't a matter of willpower or a matter of knowledge of the law, but it is a matter of faith. It is a matter of believing what God says about the damage that that sin does. This is where that verse, uh, or this comes from that verse out of Galatians 3.11, that the righteous shall live by faith. And whenever we see clearly the damage that sin does, the damage that it does to us, the damage that it does to our relationship with God, we go from resisting something that we don't, that we want to do, to no longer wanting to do it. And that's really the piece where there is victory over sin. Now we've got another series where I talk about that if you want to hear a little bit more on what I'm trying to explain here. And there's a, there's a particular post there where Monica and I discuss how do we live free from sin. I'll put a link for that video below in case that's something that you want to check out a little bit more. And this same pattern, this same shift in focus, teaches us something about how we help one another. And it, when we have this focus, not only for ourselves, but also for others, then it shifts us from a position where we're focused on judgment to where we're focused on help. We're focused on helping one another. Here, here's how that works. Whenever we're focused on the law and knowledge of the law, that focuses us on judgment, on pointing out that they violated God's law and that there's condemnation for that. But whenever instead we're focused on the damage that sin does and, and belief in what God says about the fact that sin does hurt us and that he has good for us instead, then that motivates us to the place where we want to not condemn them for the sin that they're in but to set them free from that condemnation. We know that sin is its own condemnation, that it leads to death. So why would we want them to stay there? Because we see that damage. Instead, we want to set them free from it, just like we were set free. We're not trading from this place of, I, I don't know why they're sinning. I can't believe that they're doing that. From this place of, I've done that too. I've been there too. I know the damage. I know the way that they're being hurt by what they're doing. And I know that they don't even fully see how it's hurting them. And so they keep on doing it and they keep on hurting themselves. And I don't want them to be hurt because I am so glad that I'm not being hurt anymore. I wanna help them because of the pain that it caused me in my past. I don't wanna see them keep on going through that in the future. So we shift our focus from what's right, what's wrong, what's righteous, what's the law here, what is violation of the law to this hurts them just like it hurt me and I want to help them. Now, God, how do I do that? And our heart is motivated from this place of wanting to help rather than simply passing judgment. So what we can see here is the, the genius, if you will, behind Jesus's instruction because it's the process of taking the log out of our own eye that actually teaches us what we need to know to be able to help take the speck out of our brother's eye. It's the thing that teaches us that not only do we need to rely on God's judgment to be able to see clearly to help take the speck out, but that it's the process of taking our, the log out of our own eye that motivates us with a heart to help them. 
because we see the pain that it caused us and we want to set them free from that pain for them as well. So if I could summarize this passage from Matthew 7, he's telling us, don't judge, help. He's telling us to, to, to take our human nature that we so easily want to just sort of sit back and passively judge somebody else. He's telling us, do the opposite. Don't sit back and judge. Get in the fight. But don't get in the fight with them. Get in the fight for them, for their health, for their salvation, for their sanctification. Fight for them, like I've been fighting for you. Take that discernment of seeing the fact that there is sin there, of being able to see that speck. Rely on his discernment to see that, but then add to that discernment love and care and concern so that we don't simply pass that judgment on them, but we actually help them, that we are fighting for them. We've got another series that we've called, What is Love? Where we talk about the definition of love and the fact that even God's commandments to us are love. And we explore kind of what I'm explaining here a little bit further. I'll put a link for that below in case you want to check it out. But how do we actually do that? How do we really do this in a way where we truly are being helpful to them? Where what we're saying and what we're doing is effective in helping them to move closer to the image of God, closer to freedom. And I do want to talk about that because that is no small task. And we will talk about that in that series, in this series. But, but first, what I want to do is double check something. Because you see, I've mentioned it a couple times that there's that first verse that says that we're not supposed to judge. But then now we're supposed to see clearly to help take the speck out of our brother's eye. And to be frank, that seeing clearly to help take the speck out of our brother's eye sounds a lot like using discernment and using judgment. And in a way, we are. I mean, we're passing judgment on the fact that they have a speck in their eye, right? So how do we reconcile those things? And, and more generally, how do we reconcile all of these verses in the Bible that talk about mercy and judgment and justice and grace? How do we see all of these come together where we can see them through a consistent perspective, where it's not two different ideas that seem sort of uh, incompatible, but that's actually one bigger concept that when we understand it together, we can see it so much more clearly. And here's the thing that I'm really excited about whenever I'll share this next week, is that the reconciliation of those things comes only in the middle of God's character. That who God is, is actually the answer to this question of how do we reconcile mercy and judgment? Uh, of how do we reconcile these things here together? And so what that means is that as we explore that answer next time, it won't only affect the way that we relate to others, it affects the way that we relate to God. And there's nothing more important than that. So I'd encourage you to subscribe and hit the bell because you don't want to miss that. And if you're watching this later, I'll put a link for the series so that you can watch the whole thing in, in the bigger context here of what we're talking about. I appreciate you spending time with us today and I hope that this was helpful to you.